<laughs> I'm trying not to laugh because the motorcycle just drove by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one was really loud. We could hear. <laughs> oh my god. We'll just. Someone else was talking, so we'll just cut that out. No, yeah, I know. No I just I didn't say anything on purpose. Well done. I'll just put a note here. We're learning. Well done, guys. Welcome to episode six of Powerful, a power metal podcast. This is Four Gates, and I'm here with my friends Larry Biscuit, Ew. Zelda Fan three five five. Hey, how's it going? And the audio wizard himself, Darko. Hello, everyone. And today we are going to talk about almost power metal power metal bands, or are they? Basically, we are going to talk about bands that keep getting brought up in our little unassociated subreddit um, about power metal, but they aren't really power metal. Or maybe they're power metal related. What even is power metal? All those questions and more will be answered this <laughs> week on Powerful. Or maybe not. Who knows? Or maybe Pro- not. Probably not, and we don't know what we're talking about. This, this episode has potential to be real good, and we will try not to fuck it up. But first, let's talk about some news. We don't have a lot yet, do we? Got a couple things. No, not much. So, anyone, um, Larry, can you tell us about Camelot? <laughs> Camelot? I don't know shit about Camelot. They've got a new album, though, called Shadow Theory. Oh, and snap. Comes what out do we know April... so far about Shadow Theory? <laughs> uh, it sounds real edgy and industrial going by the track listings. I could uh, read the press release on Facebook if you like. would like. That is our number one source of news. Facebook. <laughs> Go yes. for it. All right. Totally we have the best sources. In all caps. All caps. Holy shit, dudes. Camelot unveils title of upcoming album. Announced first European shows. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize they had European shows coming up. Anyway. We don't care about Camelot those. Camelot are set to release a brand new masterpiece in 2018. And now the band has unveiled the album's title, The Shadow Theory. Holy shit. It's coming this spring via Napalm Records. Uh, more specifically, it's coming out, what do we say, April 6th? April 6, 2018. Uh, I don't feel like reading the whole press release, but yes, Camelot's new album is called The Shadow Theory. They have released <laughs> all of like 20 seconds worth of teasers for it. Yay, eight second teasers on Instagram recorded over someone's fucking smartphone. <laughs> you know, that's a good way to get people hyped up. I'm so excited. I'm really hoping that we uh, get like a proper like single or something by the time we do the next episode. I'm sure we So we can have something of substance to talk about. Seriously, I am so, I am semi-annoyed at these, like, 15-second useless teasers. It's like announcements of announcements. Who cares? Would you prefer, would you prefer a 20-second teaser or a teaser compilation video? Neither. They're both useless. Just just give us a damn song. (laughs) Just give us a song. Just, just wait a month and release a real single. Jesus. But like all these mini announcements of other announcements, that's how you get the hype train building. And we're this is we're not hype train. This, this, this is mild annoyance. I am like mildly annoyed at at edgy lot now. Edgy lot. Oh, <laughs> speaking of edgy, <laughs> yes. they said that this album was supposed to be like dark and industrial sounding, and they did release the track listing. Like I said, so we have what edgy does, tracks such what as does industrial sounding mean to you. Heavy, I guess. Heavy? God, I hope it'll and be like, heavy. They have I don't like know, maybe like machine sounds. Industrial metal is an actual genre that I've never understood. Is. Oh, Isn't well, that like... It's not difficult to understand. Stuff? Do you like Rammstein? 
That's industrial. industrial? Is that it? That's Are industrial. Yeah. Industrial is Ramstein, uh, Nine Inch Nails, and all that stuff. It's like more leaning into electronic and hard hitting, uh, mid tempo uh, stuff. Like sounds like like the percussions come from a factory. That's oh yeah. Huh. Your industrial yeah, metal. Yeah, definitely. It's in of, the percussion. It sounds like lava pouring, like molten metal going around. No, and, that's too and you cool. Hear the, and you hear the, the the hammers, the metal hammers punching like. Tum, Let's see. Let's see if Camelot is able to recreate that kind of sound. <laughs> yes, to quote them, know, it says man. the new album features all the signature elements of Camelot and also sees the band step out to add new and industrial elements along while combining amazing emotions that harken back to the band's early days. They just don't have Roy Khan. R.I.P. He's not dead. The band's early days? You mean they're gonna go full USPM like in Eternity, oh, yeah, where it's like hella riff heavy no with like a guy who's kind of wailing and stuff? Oh my god, I'm pumped! Actually, Eternity is worth listening. If anyone hasn't heard it, you like early Camelot? I like Eternity. Gross. It's not gross. It's good. It's like it's hella riff driven, dude. Trust me. Is that pre or post Edge? Wait, what? Is that pre or post Edge? You're always edgy, dude. It was, it, it, I, I think the lyrical, I don't know, I don't know the lyrics, the lyrical thing, but it, like, you don't really listen for the, for the lyrics. No, but it's still like you know? super edgy stuff. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, I guess. All right. Anyway, that's enough, like, plugging slash shitting on Camelot oh, at the same time. Wait, hold on, we already hold gave on. them more attention. There's another news for Camelot. Oh, there's related. another news. Go yeah, on. Because Go on. the drummer for from Camelot is oh. leaving the band. And they have a new drummer oh, yeah. Casey, for this tour. Casey Grillo. Yeah. Hashtag no drama. No drama. And no it's drama. a very smooth transition. Yeah. And everything we is, wish him luck. Everything is fine. With whatever he wants to do. There was no drama involved in this. Just one drummer leaving and leaving the spot to a new drummer that they all know from forever. And they're all friends oh, and everything is nice. And that's it. And there's Yay. no drama. Shout that's out to part. Peaceful Transitions. No, there's no drama. Sorry to disappoint you. I know we're all here for the popcorn. All right. So any more Camelot-related news? I think that's everything for now. I think we've given Camelot okay. more than enough time for this I know. tiny announcement. We gave Camelot like, like, like seven minutes. All right. So let's talk about um, next. We just want to check in with everyone. What have you all been listening to? I actually went to a concert the other night. Oh, you went to a concert? You went to a concert? Yeah. Amazing. Please tell us about your concert. I want to know. I went to the uh, the kickoff of the Sabaton Creator, Creator? <laughs> Sabaton Creator North American Tour. I'm sorry. I don't know why I laughed at that. And I was apparently sick. I didn't know that until the next morning. Um, we also got Ex Mortis, a band from Whittier, California. Hope I said what that right. You- what did you think about their performances? Ex Mortis was pretty cool. Uh, apparently, they do this at every show, but they, the two guitarists, like bent over each other's backs and played each other's guitars upside down. It was really cool. That's pretty wild. Uh, and they played. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> God damn that it. goes to show you that I was sick. I was slack jawed for this whole performance, though. It was some classical song. Cool. Classical song. And they did a, yeah, and they did a, a metal version of it. That's cool. It was really crazy. 
I'm doing a really bad job of saying Ex Mortis was good. Moonlight Sonata. They played Moonlight Sonata. Oh, oh, that's, that's a good cool. One. It is their 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 cover of it is badass, to say the least. Moonlight Sonata is a really cool song, and it's right. Um, I'm doing a very bad job of saying that Ex Mortis was very good. I'm not really. I wasn't really a fan of them in the studio, but they played a phenomenal show. Creator also played a really good show. Uh, I think I like them in the studio better, though. Cool. I wasn't really into the whole... I, I, none of the bands really clicked for me because I was sick. So I'm probably not the best person to review this concert, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Great. It, it's going to be hard to get into the vibe then, yeah. Yeah. Would you recommend this show if someone was debating on going or not? It depends on how much you like Creator and Sabaton. Okay. If you're a hardcore Sabaton fanboy, totally go. If you're, you know, on the fence about Sabaton, maybe don't go. Uh, they do have higher production value on this concert, though, that they've had on their previous shows in North America. They have a projection screen behind them. Oh, my God. And it felt very odd. Like, I thought they were going to do something really cool with it, but they didn't. What did they project on the screen? I always, I'm, a, I'm a little like skeptical about bands that decide to do a projector. Oh, they wow. just played Saving Private Ryan I don't, the whole time. I don't know. <laughs> that can work. They, they just played, like, that works really well. They played like music video really clips. Well? Yeah. And sometimes they had the lyrics up there. Yeah. The oh, lyrics is the best. Oh, then you can like the sing along with yeah. the, the, the with lyrics. Their, like, that's a good super, idea. They, yeah. they should do that yeah. more. Yeah. You uh, can sing along with their very generic choruses. Oh, fighting words. <laughs> my big gripe after the show, when I had time to collect myself, was that it felt very overproduced, Sabaton set. Yeah. It felt very overproduced and sterile. Did they use a lot of, like, playback tracks or something? No, they did a, a lot of the joking between songs. It was kind of annoying. Oh. The screen felt very overproduced. Well, they always use, like, the same jokes. They didn't do the same jokes this time. It was nice. Oh, really? Oh, good. Uh, Joachim actually like ripped his pants at the crotch or something. Oh, that's nice. I wonder if that was planned. I hope not. <laughs> he was hamming that up all night, though. Um, and then Tommy Reinseed, mm -hmm. he's fairly new to Sabaton, like in the last six months, right? Yeah. Like a year or so, maybe. I don't know if it was the last six months, but he's their he's their fairly new. guitarist now. He came on during like the last concert or the last uh, tour. And he he was fucking killing it, though. He was putting all these little Ridley Diddley twists on on the songs, and it worked very well. I was very like impressed. A, like a Von Conto Ridley Diddley twist? Or? No. Ridley no. Diddley Ridley <laughs> I mean, he's a singer, so... Dum diggy dum diggy dum diggy dum. He sang part of uh, Got Mit Uns in Swedish. That was cool. The two guitarists and Joachim traded off on Got Mit Uns. That was fun. That's cool. cool. Shout out to the Swedes. But yeah, I mean, overall, I, I guess out of 10, I would give it like a 6. Oh. <laughs> really? Well, at least it's above uh, average. Yeah, it wasn't the worst thing. Right, depending on your scale. I, on my scale, a 5 is average. 5 is average. Still sounds like a fun time. It would have been a lot more fun if I wasn't sick. But nothing really clicked for me. Fair enough, fair enough. And like, I really tried, but nothing clicked. And it was kind of disappointing. But I'm sure it would have been better if I wasn't sick. Oh yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, thanks for reviewing. Um, did anyone else uh, listen to anything worth talking about? Yeah, I uh, I listened to a couple of things this week. I had uh, some things recommended to me that I checked out. First was a band called Haggard, like a symphonic metal band that's 
been around for a while. I checked out one of their albums. Uh, I don't even know the name of it because I can't pronounce it. But it had like a scientist looking dude on the front. But uh, it was pretty cool. I really like the way they have like uh, they'll have like the guitar riffs, but then they'll have like a cello or some shit like on top of that, adding like the melodies and uh, a couple of vocalists. That was good shit. And um, I recently checked out the band Evil Invaders, who uh, is like a speed metal band. They uh, put out a new album last year that I had I missed actually, but that was that was really really good. Uh, I enjoyed that a lot. Their singer uh, sounds like he's a goddamn maniac and belongs in a mental asylum, which fits with the the theme of the album. So props to him. Nice, that's pretty cool. Those are a couple of things I've been listening to, and then I also checked out uh, Visigoth's new album, but uh, we'll be getting into that later. Yes, we will definitely be getting to Visigoth later. Uh, how about you, Darko? I haven't really listened to a lot of new stuff. I've been listening to the Dream Troll EP. Um, I think I I mostly been catching up with a lot of random stuff from playlists. So I'm sorry I don't have any albums. I'm not an album guy. Cool. Uh, four. What did you listen to? Um, I was on a plane trip like earlier today, and I was really sleepy. And I was listening to Summoning with Doom We Come, uh, which was released in January 2018. So Summoning is a black metal slash atmospheric 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 band from Austria. And their early releases were all like more what you would think of black metal. But uh, with Doom We Come is more along the lines of... They're more recent material. Like if you enjoyed, if you enjoyed Oathbound and Old Morning's Dawn, you'd probably like With Doom We Come. It's like Tolkien themed, but I'm not gonna say anything about Tolkien because I'll probably get it wrong, and like somebody we know will probably like murderize me. But this, uh, like, they usually just use, you know typical black metal like anguished shrieks i i sort i do love the vocals that uh summoning uses but here we have more like clean vocals style singing which is a change it's different it's nice to listen to i didn't really dig it at first because i was just like um this is too clean but like it's really nice to listen to does it click yeah yeah i fucking love it now summoning with do we come recommend please listen to it i really i've only listened to it once and i didn't like it at all yeah it took me a few times to really to just get in the mood like i i actually um since january i haven't really listened to a lot of power metal to be honest i was just like feeling kind of tired so i listened to a lot of atmospheric black metal i listened to like sojourner uh was empires of ash from 2016 it's another like atmospheric black metal and have you listened to uh Ennisum? no i haven't they're pretty good i will check it out later and yeah. uh Caledon brood if you haven't already oh i love Caledon brood they are um obvious summoning worship but you know they do it very well it's 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 very well done and it's good in its own right yeah i've listened to very little atmo black but i have listened to Caledon brood and i thought they're pretty good uh, they supposedly yeah. have an album coming out this year. Supposedly. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> they, but they've been saying I, that for like a year and a half. 
I won't believe it until I see it. They're not dead, though, because they just recently restocked their merch store, which then immediately sold out. They're not dead. That's so they're amazing. Not dead. They, ha- they haven't released anything since their only release. They say oh, they've been working on it. Participated in that uh, summoning tribute album. Yeah, that was really good, too. Yeah, which was pretty cool. I found a lot of music through that. Yeah, so that's a gist of like what I've been listening to. Plus a lot more that I can't seem to remember right now. <laughs> you guys should keep a handy-dandy spreadsheet like I do. I do, I just don't feel like opening it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and also my last I, FM. I need to start doing that. Yeah, no, I have my last FM. It just has it has most of this stuff. But I don't know if you guys want to see it. Probably not. Are, are we, we going to share our last FMs with our listeners? I don't know. Then you guys will like actually see how fucking lame I am. Well, you all already know how lame I, mean, I am. I mean, everyone will see my Carly <laughs> Rae Jepsen is number one, so you can't be yeah. much lamer than that, obviously. Oh, you're so cool, dude. Yeah. Well, I don't have a last FM, so I, I can't be called lame, so sucks to be you nerds. <laughs> <laughs> nerds. I've I've been listening to a lot of trash, sifting through it to try and find good stuff. From Russia? Trash or thrash? Trash, not thrash. Oh, like, like gross. Hey. Oh my god, you guys are the worst. I've been listening to a lot of trash from Russia trying to find good stuff, though. Did you find anything? Uh, I found three good ones in the last couple of weeks. All right. Uh, one is from this band called Prometi. It means Prometheus. Okay. It's an EP called Snova Viboy, Back Into Battle. Very good. Came out in 2015. I don't know if I've done much since then because I can't read Russian. (laughs) Um, And all of their news is on their VK, which is like Russian Facebook. And I don't see anything that's been... Oh my god, why do you know this? It's like common knowledge. Um, Okay, in Russia. (laughs) They have internet access. Do we have Russian listeners? If we have Russian listeners, um, say hi to us. Can you access Facebook? I don't know. If you can... They can. Say hi to us. They just don't use it for some Please. reason. It's not like they're China. It's like Russia's a bit <laughs> no, better. That's true. But a uh, good EP. I don't know if they're still alive. If they are, keep keep it up if you're listening. You probably aren't. Um, they're a band to keep an eye on. They definitely if are. If they still live. And they have some pretty cool art. Uh, second band is called Troya. It's Troy. Uh, album is Gimveri Vilibov. means Hymn of Faith and Love. Uh, very good. Their debut was trash, and then they slowly got better and better and better over the course of the next four albums. That's nice. That's good steady improvement. That's good. That's the direction we want bands to go. Usually I drop a band if their debut is trash, but I was bored, and I'm glad I uh, kept going. That's pretty rare. Very good album. Good find. You gotta believe, You're a lucky dude. They're also on Spotify, which is cool. Nice. So check them out, but you have to look it up in Cyrillic, so it's kind of annoying. Oh, fuck. It's uh it's T P O backwards R. We will link these yeah. in the show notes. Feel free to copy and paste all <laughs> of the Russian words. Last band, Epidemia, had a new Epidemia is actually a pretty big band. Some people might have heard of them. They had a album come out last week called Legenda Centarona, The Legend of Zentharon. Very good. Uh I didn't listen to it in depth enough to do a legit review. I might do one later. Uh, it's very good, though. Check it out. Uh, it's the culmination of, like, the last four albums' narratives or something. Who knows? I don't speak Russian. 
You're probably the closest to a Russian uh, speaker we have, which is still pretty distant. Like, thank you for listening to this week's edition of Larry Biscuit's Rusco Roundup. All right. I just uh, asked Google what it says. You know, Google Translate is a legitimate way to communicate with uh, <laughs> people speaking different languages. Oh, it's super good as long as you don't get, like, complicated. Yeah, totally. Okay, so uh, let's move on to our main topic of the day. We are going to talk about power metal and things that are almost power metal. What is power metal? What makes power metal? What makes metal power? Exactly. When metal is made of power? Holy shit. And this is, this is a, a difficult thing because talking a lot with people, you we are... We, at least we, the four guys here, and... Four we, guys? Yeah, I don't know how to say it, probably. The four people here are constantly stumbling upon stuff that is sold to us as power metal, but doesn't feel like it, you know? It's Yeah, it's false advertisement. Yeah, definitely. Or, or, or maybe it feels like it, maybe it leaves you feeling a little confused inside. <laughs> yeah. I'm very confused inside constantly. <laughs> it's like when you have, they say, here, have this Coke, and then you drink it, and it's Sprite. It's how fucking Pepsi, dudes. That's not the yeah. same. How, how would you feel about that? I would feel betrayed. <laughs> Maybe it's a little dramatic. Yeah. If there's If there's one thing that metal people will argue about to no end... It is genre classification. Genre wars uh, are Genre back. wars. I'm glad we can dig into that today on yeah. this very special episode of Powerful. Yeah, because we we are constantly seeing, like, at least in power metal, like, there's, it seems like there used to be a good definition of what it was, and then you start, you get a lot of people telling you, hey, listen to this band, listen to, and, and you check it out and something doesn't quite fit with the rest of the stuff mm -hmm. you know and we have all these let's go with like what is the one band that we've heard mentioned a lot that is definitely not power metal like what band is named constantly around us at least there's so, so many there so many. bands there. there's a lot we can get into yeah where are we gonna we're start? gonna get into a lot of those but let's start off with um what is the definition of power metal like okay originally like, like from a technical standpoint like where yeah i guess like what are, what are the characteristics of like a power metal song like what are the sounds that you associate with it if i can go with this what i think it's a good definition of power metal is songs that are they have these core elements i think which are fast drums with a prominent use of double bass drum yes yeah yeah long phrases like singing wise melody wise they are not yep. like fa at that fast. They are like in contrast to the fast drums. Uh, yes. The notes are longer and very prominent yeah. melodies. And the melodies, there's the sung melodies are usually in the higher registers. Major keys. Major keys. Mm -hmm. Major keys. Happiness makes power metal for sure. The sense of adventure that you get from listening to those songs. 
of preparing for glorious battle. Not the kind of battle where blood spills everywhere, but the glorious kind of battle. The kind of battle for the king and for the realm. Yeah. And for, for the, the mountain. For the king and for the land and for the yeah. mountains. What yep. about the green valleys where dragons fly? What where dragons especially, fly? Especially yeah. for those. Especially for those. Okay. Yeah, but you also have to search for the emerald sword. I mean, the emerald sword. As long as you're winning the Black Lord, it's all good. <laughs> That's perfect that, right that, there, honestly. That explains everything, but and, and getting a bit technical into what how to elicit those emotions in the listener because I like being technical because I am a nerd about music sometimes. Please, you're yeah. actually a musician, so uh, the three of us are a bunch away. of jackasses. Like you just do your thing. Yeah, we're just a bunch of assholes <laughs> who think that we know music. <laughs> We talk about on the internet. We're clearly an authority. Clearly. Yeah. We're the authority in Power Metal Podcasts. Everything that you hear now here is the absolute truth. Duh. Duh. De facto law. <laughs> so we, sp we talk about the drums being fast and having a prominent double bass drum. We talk about melodies being like uh, with long notes and really sung in the high registers, really bright stuff and happy stuff, major keys, we, we said. Um, also, we have guitars. That's why it's, it's still metal. We may not have a lot of heavy metal riffing, but it's there, it's present. The thing is that whenever the lead vocals take hold of the song, the guitars will just support it. They'll just play chords while the melody is mostly in the vocals during the chorus, right? Exactly. And we will have a prominent use of harmonies, both in guitars and vocals, of course. And that's something that uh, that's very prominent in power metal. Because all the harmonies, right? Yeah, if you want to make a distinction, for example, between speed metal, heavy metal, and power metal song, just check if it how many layers of harmonies there are in there that would be a good indicator of if it, it's guitar harmonies mm, and vocal harmonies yeah, both. right uh everyone loves well you can you can say that you don't but everyone loves dragon force and their guitar harmonies you can't say no to that the dueling guitars and the solos yeah i i, I love the double guitar harmony sound I think you make a good point there, like using that to distinguish power metal from either like traditional metal or speed metal mm -hmm. is that that extra layer, that extra oomph right there. Because otherwise they are fairly similar genres. They are more upbeat in a way. They might have more melodies or speed metal, of course, being faster and speedier. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, if you listen to, let's say I'm listening to a heavy metal song from a heavy metal band or a speed metal song. And like so just think like Rainbow or Iron Maiden yeah, or something. Exactly. And well Maiden is kind of a special case. <laughs> but let's say Rainbow or some of the more uh, heavy deep purple stuff or stuff like that. Or like the the band that we liked uh from the previous episodes, um Ancient Empire. They have some heavy metal moments. They do. And if you listen if you listen to that stuff, it's like um roar like more direct you listen to the direct one guitar doing the riffing and then the vocals come in and they come out but they are like one thing one guitar one 
voice. Mm -hmm. And yeah. in power metal, you make sure to show this uh, big palette, big color coloring with harmonies, both in guitar leads and in vocal leads, not only in the chorus. That gives, uh, gives power metal a real sense of power, mm -hmm. which exactly. is what we're looking for when we're looking for power metal. And I think these characteristics are present in both um, U.S. and European style power metal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If we want to tie in like a recent example to sort of highlight that, you see, like you brought up Ancient Empire and how that's that sort of falls into like that sort of traditional metal sort of USPM thing, which we'll get into. But if you look at that compared to something like Evertale, another album we've discussed quite a bit, where they uh, are hitting you more with the uh, multiple guitars, multiple layers of vocals. It does, I think, add that distinction there. Mm -hmm. Even with it being very riff-heavy. Yeah. Another thing about power metal is the, they don't shy away from using synths and keyboards, organs, pianos in the slow sections. At least in the, at least in the European variety, yeah. they definitely... Yeah, they're not... They... they I guess, how do you say this? They don't use it, not, not really excessively, but they, yeah, you're right. They don't shy away yeah. from using keyboards. More prominent. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. it's prominent like keyboards. They're not replacing guitars in European power metal. No. You don't replace guitars with synths and keyboards. You make them work together. That's important right there, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Not replacing the guitars. Yeah. You don't mm -hmm. replace them. You use them. You, you just have the synth pads to thicken up things, to make them some wider. To make more harmonies, to yeah, create exactly. more powerful sound. You spice it up. Yeah. Same with orchestration. Like, you use orchestration to complement and, like, create this, like, glorious, powerful sound. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be a crutch. There are a lot of bands yes. that make the mistake of putting the synths as high as the guitars in the mix and it just doesn't sound good i would say i would go a bit uh, just to make that a bit more technically correct it's like it's not a matter of leveling and mixing sometimes mm -hmm. but just from the composition when you start writing the arrangement you can write an arrangement that makes the guitars and keyboards complement each other like Yes. A, a, a good example for this again is Dragon Force. Everyone knows that Dragon Force is like these two dudes that play guitar and everything is guitar. But if you listen to it, the keyboards are there all the time and they are always complementing the guitars. Even when they're not doing their like video game sounds, they are, they're always, they're adding like some atmosphere to it. Exactly. They're always there and they're always there to fill any spaces that guitars might leave or the vocals might leave open and it just makes sure to to pay to to give everything more cohesion more is that a war yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah definitely <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh, to make everything more um glued together in a good way yeah but the keyboards in dragon Hunters, for example they're doing a lot of stuff and playing a lot of complicated stuff and in many layers but you never lose the main course, the, the main ingredient of your plate, which is the metal guitar. Of course, yeah. And the metal guitar is, of course, the most prominent component of, like, U.S. power metal. And you have, like, staple bands like, I don't know, Riot and Virgin Steel, 
and uh, Jag Panzer. Is it Jag Panzer? I think it's just yeah. Jag Panzer. And my favorite sabotage. And definitely, like, these are very melodic and still in major keys and still use that fast tempo. And they still have, like, very melodic, sing singable choruses, but the riffs are definitely more prominent and keyboards are little to none. Right, and that's something you brought up there is like those big sing along choruses, those big anthems that you know fill you with you know the power that we're all looking for. We uh, we mentioned this on earlier episodes, but you know this this is the power metal podcast. We, we it's the chorus podcast is what it is. Yeah, we fucking <laughs> yeah. love choruses, U.S. power metal and European power metal choruses. Your verses don't matter. <laughs> 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 they do kind of and maybe you throw in a couple of like complimentary guitar riffs up in there i love that shit yeah definitely all right so now that we have told you all like what the finding characteristic of power metal that we're looking for are um there are for some reason a bunch of bands that keep getting brought up in conversations about power metal um and I guess we can ask ourselves, why do these bands keep getting classified as power metal? Do they have power metal influence or characteristics? So the first category of bands that we want to talk about are, um, that are bands like Nightwish and Sandria, which are... I was introduced to Nightwish as a gothic symphonic metal band, but um, for some reason people associate it with power metal pretty often. Do you all agree with that? That Nightwish is power metal? No, no. Uh, it depends on the album. I would say. I'd say like overall, Nightwish shouldn't be considered a power metal band, even if they have some songs that you could consider power metal. Yeah, like from Oceanborn. Um, my example in in the in the YouTube playlist that we'll have in the show notes is Pharaoh Sells to Orion. I really like that song. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. This is a big disclaimer. Like. We should have said this. Every song that we mention now that we say that it's not power metal doesn't mean that it's a bad song. And this is really important. Oh, absolutely. That's a differing uh, analysis. Like one song can be good or bad. That's one thing. And then what we're talking about is like, how do you tag it? How do you introduce it to someone? How do you, wh where do you put it in a playlist? Like, that's why we have genres. That's why they are useful. To say, hey, I like this kind of music. Can you share me music that shares the same core elements? So we're not... If we say this song is not power metal, that doesn't mean it's bad. It's a bad song or that we don't like it. We can say that. If we say that we don't like it or it is bad, that's a different thing. But don't think that because something isn't power metal, we are attacking uh, that song itself. Yeah, we're not like taking it down a peg. We're just, and it might even share elements with it, but it's just... Like we mentioned here, like gothic symphonic metal is something like Nightwish. Would you say that they're closer to a band that I think we would baseline as pretty power metal like Rhapsody? Or are they closer to something like Within Temptation or Epica, mm. which are a bit different? Just like you said, it's how you compare things. Um, Let's see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Nightwish does have power metal elements in it. Like, um, like for example, Ferrocelsferion has that uh, double bass pedal drums. It has like that. It has it has a prominent uh, chorus. It has operatic vocals, but I guess vocal style doesn't really count. We're yep. just mostly talking about the the musical style. 
So well, I think vocal style is important, though. Uh, it should be included. Oh, yeah. It shouldn't be taken. Okay. And one thing that I want to say, sure, because sure, sure. you mentioned all the elements that it has that we, call, we just call the power metal, but I think that where Nightwish fails the checklist is in the guitar department. Oh my gosh, yeah. I always feel so bad for Ampu, uh, their guitarist, <laughs> like on stage. He's just like playing chords the entire time. I guess like he's there for like flavor. I, I feel like Nightwish is one of those bands where I don't know if it's because Tuomas like writes all of the compositions. <laughs> the keyboards are actually more prominent than the guitars yeah, here. Definitely. The, some of the Nightwish stuff, like earlier stuff, Oceanborn and Wishmaster have a fair amount of guitar stuff on oh, it. Oh yeah, yes. Wishmaster yes. especially. Yes, definitely. Like those two albums are like the closest to like Nightwish being like power metal yeah. as opposed to just symphonic metal. Yeah. But by now that's a very small part of their catalog. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for like recent Nightwish, like oh yeah. This was like 90s Nightwish. Now Nightwish, absolutely symphonic metal. Yeah, RIP Empu. <laughs> but this is one thing like as I said before like I like a lot of Nightwish songs and I think the guitars there do what they need to do to make good songs. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely like an orchestration focused. Yeah, but I band. I wouldn't recommend Nightwish as a band to someone that wants to listen to power metal. I might give them some of the early songs and just the songs, not the whole band. Yeah, cool. And uh, I can I think same goes with Sandria. For some reason, they keep getting classified, or like people keep posting it to our power metal, and I'm just like, this doesn't really belong here. Hmm. They they sometimes fall in that line of because they have like the like catchy like big like epic choruses i think any as long as you're like have some like quote-unquote epic uh elements some people will call that related enough maybe that's how they get in and i would say that i think zandria has more prominent guitars than nightwish does yeah probably yeah because they don't have the budget for the big fancy orchestrations (laughs) that nightwish does Maybe vocal, maybe vocal style does count, but I, I think the the operatic vocals, while I think like it's absolutely cool, is not really <laughs> characteristic of power metal. Yeah. If we go well, to the vocal style that is characteristic for power metal, is male high vocals. I think female vocals work really well for power metal too, but you need to have that like kind of aggressive, yeah. like some aggressive grit. sound. Yeah, yeah, some grit exactly. Although someone like Elisa Martin doesn't, I wouldn't really call hers gritty, but she still fits really well with power metal bands. Oh yeah, she has that aggression. I think her, yeah. her voice is like definitely absolutely powerful. Definitely, but I think we cannot name more than those examples right now. Yeah. So Nightwish, Sandria, etc. Probably Gothic symphonic metal. Probably not power metal. Um, how about? Winter Sun and Enciferum. Like, I personally think that they're folk slash mellow death, but for some reason, people keep associating them with power metal. Why do you think that is? Like, if we want to take each of those one at a time, uh, Winter Sun, we'll start with them. They, a lot of their songs will really not fall into power metal, especially, I'd say... Why do people s- keep posting it then on, on, on the subreddit? Uh, some of their songs do have that... Uh, that power behind it, you know. I think of a song. I'm really fond of Star Child on their debut album. Oh, I love Star Child, yeah. Because that's got really melodic stuff in it too, like the guitars and the keyboards all playing together, the different layers. 
You oh have, yeah, I think the layering makes it sound like power metal. And then they sort of like when Yari does clean vocals, it is almost more of a power metal style because um, he'll sometimes go higher. Although totally. Not always. And then he'll have like you know they have like the big choirs and you know the all the melodies. You know sometimes they'll be putting like atmospheric bullcrap in there. Mm-hmm. How about the drums? Does the drums like remind you of power metal at all? Aren't they like closer to like? black metal or something because they have yeah. uh kind of... i mean they do they do use blasty stuff but um not, the not drums are pretty though. yeah i don't know the, the the i think i think uh i don't know correct me if i'm wrong but like folk metal and power metal drums might have some overlap pretty frequently like they have that double Go bass fast. pedal sometimes yeah yeah <laughs> the, the folk folk metal bands or folk in general they use more i just did drums <laughs> <laughs> I, I, folk uses more uh, triplets, like groups of three. Okay, got it. Some power metal does that as well, and there is overlap for sure. But overall, power metal tends to be just straight eight notes or sixteen notes, actually. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Like that. Instead of one, two, yeah, three, one, yeah, two, three, yeah. one, two, three, one, two, three. If, for example, okay. let's say, uh, do you remember um, you mentioned before Wishmaster from Nightwish, and that is mm-hmm. the triplet bass. So it's kind of, you know, half and half, and then you have the, that cover they do over the hills and far away. And if you listen to that, you would mm-hmm. say, I think everyone would say, would agree with me that it's folk, more folk than power metal. Yeah, well, that, that's a that's a cover anyway. Yeah, and that's kind of how that yeah. song was made. Yeah, I know it's a cover, but I just remember. <laughs> it. Oh, yeah, but, but definitely more. that is a folk symphonic track rather than power metal. And here with Enciferum and Winter Sun, it has kind of that, but I do think it lays closer to death metal or black or something. Melo- mel- melodic death metal because of the, uh, I guess because of the harsh vocals yeah. on the blast beats. Yeah, and and Winter Sun blast beats. Yes, they they sort of like tricked me into being like learning to like harsher vocals because yeah. of like this sort of slight overlap they have with power metal. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Where where they sort of mix in like the higher pitch clean vocals with just like the powerful keyboards in the background and like the. And they also sort of have like those anthemic choruses about like warriors and shit, which you know oh, really yeah, overlaps totally. a lot with uh, power metal. Like I think one of the first uh, Enciferum songs I heard was Sword Chant off of Iron, and like the very end of that song is just like this big high note with like these like big like almost Sabaton level like keyboards in the background. Meanwhile, there's like a guitar riff, and it's feels pretty darn power metally. And so that's how they sort of tricked me into liking them. Yeah, I think that's pretty common for people to get into the more like extreme subgenres of metal. Um, like if anyone wants to like transition into black metal and death metal, but don't know where to start, just uh, just ease your way in with like folk or mellow death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so Yari Mainpa was uh, he was my dude there, I guess. Shout outs to Yari. Get that sauna. We believe in you, man. <laughs> we believe in you. Have we had a single episode where we don't make fun of Yari? I, no, I, of course not. I we hope we don't. Shout out to Yari. I hope we never have an episode where we don't make fun of Yari. He, he's our homeboy. Yeah. 
Let us know how those Lego sets are coming along, dude. <laughs> Speaking of our other homeboy, oh. uh, how oh, about man. how about Ailstorm? Ailstorm. <laughs> what, 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 what do you all think of Ailstorm? <laughs> like, are they power metal? Ailstorm is dank and mean core. This was a really big contention. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say right now, Ailstorm is by no stretch of the imagination power metal. <laughs> That's very strong statement right there. You heard it here first, boys. Like yeah, they they, they, they <laughs> might have the occasional song, yeah, but like, but you can't call that band power metal. I think it's a it's a bad sale if you tell me that's power metal. <laughs> and you're, 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 you're preconditioning me to not like it because I will expect something and I will not get it. I'd say Ilstrom is more folk than. Folk slash dank and yeah. mean you know, core I, is what I labeled it. I as. know they don't like it, this descriptor, but I really think pirate metal is a very good descriptor for Ailstorm. I, Do you really it, think not so? even not even just the lyrical content aside? Ignore yeah, that. But, that's true. It's true that their melodies, if, if you're familiar with sea shanties, they're very sea shanty oh, heavy. No. They have yeah. lots of true, but traditional nautical quote unquote instruments in it. Mm. They're, yeah, they're very the accordions in there, like ob- fake accordions, but still, still, it does change the music beyond just yeah lyrical content. Ignoring the content, it's very piratey. Yeah. I think Ailstorm has integrity in that they they uh, they have two keyboard players, right? Like they play all that shit live. That's cool. Yeah, Chris does take his live performances pretty seriously, and I yes. think he's big on not doing bullshit like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So this is the first instance in which I've actually defended the label. I, I actually agree with you guys labeling it as pirate metal. Like I never really thought about the sea shanty angle. I always yeah. thought the label pirate metal was stupid because it's a lyrical theme. Yeah, like I, I would still hesitate to do that. I still lump them in as like folk <laughs> yeah. metal or pop metal. Yeah, but well, but when you yeah. when you think, think folk, folk metal, metal you enough. think more bands like Ensiferum or Corbaclani or something. You don't. Think yeah, folk no, no, can be with like no, any traditional instruments. If, yeah. if you ask me. If you ask me, I when you tell me folk metal, I actually imagine stuff like Ailstrom, like uh, well, like like Tridana okay. or Skiltron. Skil- yeah, Skiltron uh, would definitely fall into that with their like full on bagpipes and shit. Yeah, from what what you said, like it's pirate metal because it has the Sicenti angle. Well, that's to me is, would be just uh, a sub subset of folk. I would just call it. I folk. can see that. Yeah. Okay, it would still fall under folk. Yeah. Yeah, th- there's no need to go so in detail. I think that that's where all the For confusion sure. starts. Well, and but at this absolutely. point in the evolution of Aelstorm, I think they have spawned their own subgenre, incidentally. Yeah. Yes. No, for no, sure. I don't think so. No, there I are think tons of meme core no, no, is Darko. a subgenre that you think tons of Aelstorm copy bands out there. They have yeah, for know, sure 100% yeah, but- on their it's, own thing but they're it, also okay folk metal that's okay yeah, they're still folk there yeah. were bands before before them and there will be bands that they have spawned copycats that's great that speaks volumes about the impact they had and what they've done and that people listened and so other people notice that the public is listening and you make your own version that's great but there were yeah. bands before them they just other bands that oh. maybe didn't have the great this great marketing strategy like they have because they have a great mean, <laughs> marketing, marketing strategy, strategy means they, I love they it. have a great uh, personality as a band if someone talks about pirate metal they are talking about Ailstorm 
and that's well, running wild. Are. But <laughs> no, we, actually, let's let, let's mention that actually, running wild. Yeah, let's talk they, about running wild. Like their lyrical themes are about pirates, but musically, they don't really have that sea shanty or even a folk vibe at all. At least in most no. of the running wild I've listened to, they're just more straight up like, uh, like riffy metal, like transitioning into power metal. I wouldn't really call running wild pirate metal it's just my it's, it's metal or even about pirates. Metal. <laughs> well that goes exactly. back to the, the lyric of a content versus you know song structure maybe. right I, yeah i wouldn't consider their what if song structure very piratey or Darko, what if we went with like nautical folk how would you feel about that nautical <laughs> nautical folk. we're getting we're yes, getting I, wild today folks I, i'm not saying that what what is winter sun then like cold weather they're winter folk Winter Sun is Melodeath. I thought that was like cold, a cold weather accepted folk. thing. Yeah. No, but that doesn't go along with nautical folk. That doesn't make sense unless Winter Sun is cold weather folk. I, I don't like going too much in there because <laughs> it it becomes useless. You know, Larry, it's not like it is useless. Your tag is correct technically, but it's not. No, really I don't useful. think it's useless though. It tells people you know what they sound like. You think you're nautical folk. You're like oh, sea shanty kind of thing. I just say folk metal is fine. Metal. And also folk metal itself is a really broad yeah. category because there's a lot of... Uh, so I, I like some symphonic black metal as well. There's a lot of bands from Taiwan and China that use like traditional Chinese violin and like flutes and their stuff. It's mm. their different countries' uh, folk instruments. Yeah. That's also like folk. There's one thing you know? with that. This, I think it's a special case because when someone says folk metal... Everyone thinks of the same kind of folk, which is, I think, like European folk, like like Northern yeah, European, exactly. yeah, exactly, Northern European folk. Used the folk metal, you know that it's European folk because I I mentioned mm -hmm. Skiltron and Tridana before, and they are both from Argentina, and they play mm. European folk instead of Argentinian. Yeah, folk. yeah, Skiltron is a really fascinating band to me. They talk about like the Scottish Highlands. Meanwhile, they're from Argentina. Mm -hmm. The Argentina Highlands. I, I think they're hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But and then that doesn't even take into account things. Think about like American folk music or like like bluegrass or country mm. or anything like that's that. That's American folk, or. Uh, even like a South American folk, I don't know, like Angra, you, can you classify that as like Brazilian or like South American folk? What's that Mongolian band? Uh, Tango Cavalry. Tango Cavalry. Yeah. yeah. Or think about a band like Whispered, uh, like something like Whispered who incorporates like those Japanese things. And Whispered are from Sweden or something like that. Yeah, like they just like totally like. Stole Japanese folk music nah, for their stuff. Cultural appropriation. Yeah, they didn't steal it, but whatever. And the thing is, like, for example, here in Argentina, we have metal bands and rock bands that use uh, folk elements from our folk, but we don't make a special distinction to, for that. It's just they use it. But that's okay. That's their influence. But we don't separate it into a different genre. You just call it like heavy metal yeah. or symphonic metal yeah. or whatever. But then if a, if a band is folk metal, folk metal, that means they're playing European folk. Okay. Yeah, that's just the assumption. I think in the context of folk metal, I think it would be beneficial to say what kind of folk it's influenced by. 
you know, European folk metal or oh, yeah. South American Hispanic be, folk metal or I think there's just something like that. Like, few or like a, such a small proportion yeah. of folk metal is not just that European folk style. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a lot in Taiwan. Well, I think it would help. The, I, mean, I think it would help those other areas, metal. you know, come up with their own thing too. If if they if their region was referred to specifically, you know. Mm-hmm. it'll make people realize, oh, there are other people doing this. This is something we can do with our own yeah. stuff. I think there's a lot of assumptions in some genres right now. Like for folk, they just assume European folk and a specific type of European folk. And um, for people who think that metal is just a bunch of white dudes in like Northern Europe, <laughs> that is not true. And we are kind of bringing light to that. Well, right Even now. in yeah. so far in, in European yeah. folk, there's so many different styles it can be too. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you know, you've got your Germanic stuff and then you, you get further East and it gets mm-hmm. funkier. I don't, I don't know what a better term <laughs> is for it, but it gets funkier. And then Funky I hate folk. to be this I guy. It's something like I hate to be that guy, the, but you get to Russia oh, yeah. and you know, Russian folk is oh, distinctly, God different than you know western european stuff you get like the polka stuff from you know like poland and stuff but then it gets different i was thinking like the witcher 3 soundtrack like that kind of folk music is is different and distinct from what we normally think of for sure like folk metal from finland or whatever so should we as four people on the internet actively try to bring awareness into the diversity in folk metal yeah. It's like stay woke, kids. <laughs> we are stay woke, guys. Metal comes from all sorts of different countries with a lot of different instrumentation, including nautical metal. Yeah, to tie it all back into Ailstorm. <laughs> oh gosh! And this, and this was all inspired by Ailstorm. So thank you, Ailstorm, for bringing to light this, this. Uh, oh, I guess Chris Bose realization. Is, Chris Bose just Shout sparked a, Chris Bose. Uh, a social justice movement. Way to go! Yes. Dank and Meme saving I the world. I fucking love this. Dank and Meme Core saving the world. There <laughs> is diversity in metal, and it's right under your fucking nose. Label your folk metal correctly. Oh we'll we'll include some of those cool <laughs> Asian folk metal bands that Four was talking about in the comments. Oh yeah, I'll make oh, I'll yeah. make a list. Make a I, I do like a lot of like Asian uh, symphonic black metal bands. I haven't really explored past black metal though. Sorry. Guys. I, I want a playlist for that. Doesn't matter if it's black metal. I want. Okay. To I'll put some out. of her Asian I'll stuff in. I'll find a couple of Russian folk bands. I'm sure I've come across some. Um, yeah. We'll put Tanger Cavalry in there. Yay! Diversity! Speaking of diversity, uh, let's talk about pop and dance metal. (laughs) Or trance metal, as I've heard some of them be called. Okay, so uh, the two bands that we're gonna bring up are Amaranth and Metalite. Let's start with Amaranth. Are they power metal? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it pronounced like that? Okay, okay, okay. Is it Amaranthe? No, it's Amaranthe. Amaranthe? It's Amaranthe. I think it's Amaranthe. I think think you just pretend that... Yeah. You just try to make it fancy with a silent E. I must have sounded like an idiot all this time. It's like a... It's a French word. It means like blue or something. Oh, really? Is it? Yeah, something like that. Let me Google it's like translate a type it of blue. Is that fake news? No, this is... It's real. It's, it's really a French no, word. Googling I it. might have the, the word wrong, but it is French. I thought it was a kind of flower, oh. or like a plant oh, it's or something. It's it might be both. In French. It's it might a, be because the flower, flower is blue. It's the flower. I was playing Stardew Valley, and like 
I grew some amaranth. Yeah, it's like it's and it didn't have the e on it. I just checked. Oh, it's pink. It is. It is French for amaranth, like the title of the Nightwish song, which is the name of the flower. It's like a pink flower. But the, with the e, they just added that yeah. on for fun. Yeah. No, because in French, it's it's with an e. Yeah. Like French has silent oh. e's for funsies. Also, because they use it to like denote gender or something. I see. So amaranth, the band. And meanwhile, the band is Swedish. And mean, yeah, sure. the band is Swedish. And are they power metal? That's the no, not really. no, no, no. no? Okay. They have a power metal guitarist though. Uh, oh yes. So yes. they are related. That's in their tie some in. way. Oh, because and we didn't mention before, but everyone knows in Elsom we have uh, Chris has the power metal band. Uh, I forgot Hammer. the name. Glory Hammer. Two albums. Yes, Glory Hammer. Third one's probably coming by 2020. Who knows? He tours a lot. Who knows? I'm not, again, I don't believe it until I see it. Uh, they're in North America for the first time this September. Successfully. Theoretically, we'll if their visas work. Hoping visas won't be a problem anymore. Okay, let's go back. Okay, we keep getting distracted from Amaranth. I mean, with good reason. It's because we don't want to talk about them. And how, and how they're not power metal. Why are they not power metal? Why would they be? Because they're, they're a pop band with a yeah. guitar in the background sometimes. Mm-hmm. What is They're pop? just like Eurodance. <laughs> yeah. So let's get one thing out of the way. Yeah. I have mentioned this before. Power metal, it's, it's really close to radio pop. It is. No matter what you tell other people, it is like that. 90s pop and power metal are like Siamese brothers. <laughs> joined by the liver and those choruses they cannot be separated uh, but there is this uh, presence of the instrumentation is what makes it uh, stay apart and the solos and the presence of guitars and the metal sound of the drums the, the, the very close mic hard hitting larger than life drums the powerful guitars that are harmonizing all the way the Soaring high male vocals. That's pop as well, but it works for both players. What we don't have here with Amaranth and the other band that we have in this list, which I still don't know how it even got here in the first place. I don't know either. Metalids, this is a mystery. Yeah, They don't have these uh, elements of power metal. They have the elements of pop. They don't have the the really center stage guitars they don't have this um sense of they, they don't elicit these uh feelings of high battle and adventure they have the fun part and fun is good fun is great but <laughs> they are just missing the other part where we go running through the hills and far away and whatever <laughs> right it's 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 softer it's 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 lighter if so to speak they don't have dragons they don't have dragons i mean dragons are optional in power metal but like the are power they, is not optional that's true the, like i not think all, I, not all songs are about dragons come on could a be. good thing to think about is like Tell them about warriors are these bands ashamed of their guitars in the music are they trying to shove them off into the corner are they like also like just putting like uns 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 or Da, 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 like drum beats in it as opposed to like the I think it's the other way around I think they have these uh, in some cases like I think uh, I, I've listened to some of Amaranth's songs I like them 
and they have this uh, great product that is comprised of uh, sometimes dance elements, mostly pop elements with great choruses and nice verses. Oh, their choruses are great. I love their choruses. Fucking Amaranth. They have great arrangements, but they still shove in guitars there for the texture in the mix. Yes. And they are just like the last thing that you add, and they're just supporting everything else and trying to make it work. And I think, uh, like we mentioned before, bands like Nightwish and the Nightwish Copycats, uh, we mention it as gothic or, or or symphonic sometimes. And they are more related to these, uh, like these bands that we mentioned are more related to that. And I think we still need a, a different subgenre for, subgenre for all these bands that have the great I, pop elements, I, but not quite the heavy part of metal. And I wouldn't, I, I don't know if I would put these in the same category as Nightwish and Sandria. I think the only thing they have in common are like very powerful, prominent choruses. And maybe that's why people think that they're power metal is because yeah, of their, of their strong choruses. Cause not going to lie, Metalites Afterlife was stuck in my head like this entire yeah, weekend. Like, I, I liked Afterlife as well enough as a song. Like it's, it's yeah. fun and it's catchy it's upbeat and it does, you know, that chorus gets you going. It's got high-ish pitched vocals. It's got like the fun like keyboard melodies to it. So like I can see why it kind of gets lumped in there, even though it's not quite there. There's no guitar though, so it can't be power metal. It's it's so hidden. <laughs> it's like because uh, the yeah the the guitar there is not the main character. Yeah, and that's okay. And that's okay. Um, and it works for do you them, think yeah. these are even? Do you think these are even metal? Then no. Should we just call them like pop metal or dance metal? Amaranth has I, more guitar. Amaranth also has like the awkward, like harsh vocals sometimes. But I, I would not say that metalite is metal. I, I don't. I don't know. What are they then? What, They're like pop rock. What do you think they are? No, pop no. Rock. I, I wouldn't call them rock. No, no, no I don't think no. so. Rock is no. the wrong word. Yeah, sonically, rock is not. What you they can't are. just say things that aren't like. Like heavy enough to be metal, to be rock. I think yeah, there's different. There's two different things. There's two different sounds. Yeah. Uh, both in yeah. the drums and the guitars oh, and bass and, and everything else. Rock goes in a different. Yeah, the direction. drums are an important yeah. one to pay attention to, and the rhythm guitars. I mm -hmm. guess. I think I'm okay with calling these like pop metal or dance metal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If that's even a thing, that's close like enough. I don't think I don't think it's a thing yet. Like people don't really. Use those terms People don't use together, those terms. pop and yeah. dance metal. Yeah, and you shouldn't be afraid of using them because I think they work. Yeah. Like if someone had told me, "Hey, listen to this great dance metal record by this band, Metalit," because that's how you pronounce that. Oh yeah, it is. It's, I, I think it is lit. Metalite, metalite. I'd say metalite. Metalite. Yeah, I, I used to say metalite, because... but there's a video about the, the the guitarist where he speaks and he says it, and apparently it's metalite. Because it's metal okay. elite. It's metal elite then. Oh, I always thought it was metal, but like yeah. the light yeah, version, all, like I like know, diet it, it, it Coke. It works so well. Yeah, think we, of it, it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that we gave it the. We understand it. If you're listening, you. If you guys are listening from metal elite, you, your title didn't come across correctly. Sorry, but. But we still like you, and I'm sure you're lovely people. <laughs> Oh god! What you do works for you. <laughs> Shoutouts to yeah. Metalite. Me Metalite. Yeah. 
Oh my god, I'm so bad. But stop recommending okay. this as power metal. Because yes. when you when I were I listened to this, being told that it was power metal, it was like that time, like I mentioned. You You just get confused. You're like, what? I asked for Isn't... a Coke and you gave me Pepsi Light. And that's that's not cool, bro. Because now I don't like it. Because you told me to expect one thing and I listened to a different thing that, that made me instantly not like it. And that's bad for the yes. band and for the song. You tainted my enjoyment. Be honest. Communication is key, okay? In everything. <laughs> we are also diagnosing your relationship problems. Communication <laughs> and honesty <laughs> are the key. World peace, fixing relationships. Man, we are the greatest love podcast and ever. Yeah. No, I, I love this. We're not only like talking about music, but we're trying to, you know, make ourselves talking about life today. Better, more aware folks. We're fixing problems. Yeah. It gets real here on Powerful. It's it real. Speaking of um well, I guess this is sort of related to to that Sabaton. Um I classified them as melodic metal slash arena rock. Do you all agree with me? I, I've never heard them called that, but yeah. sure. I would agree with arena rock or like arena metal arena, or something. Yeah, because yeah. I, I definitely think they're more metally than rocky. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I I haven't listened to all of Sabaton's discography. Sorry, but the, their most uh, famous mainstream songs, you can make a good argument that most of them are power metal. Okay. Yeah. Of everything we've discussed so far, like. Sabaton is closest to actually like actually yeah. being in yeah, there. Yeah, Sabaton's the most power metal, questionably power metal band we've talked about today. Of the almost power yeah. metal bands that we're discussing today. Um, but they have a lot of mid-tempo tracks, but I guess also like... other power metal bands. For sure, for sure. Right. Yeah, the, the, the thing is like, I, I, as I said, I haven't listened to anything, but let's talk about if you check the playlist, we added Primo Victoria there. This is one of the Sabaton's most famous songs songs and mm -hmm. yeah. that song is not power metal i wouldn't call it that would you guys call it power metal just this song i picked it because it was questionable mm -hmm. <laughs> like i would associate it with power metal but it doesn't really have the the drum and the fast tempo of power metal it has a powerful chorus yeah it has guitars yeah like the melodies and the choruses are like the big reason that Sabaton gets lumped in with power metal. Um, but they don't hit a lot of the standard power metal things. Like, obviously, their vocals is a big departure than your standard power yeah. metal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're, they're, it varies from song to song, but they are uh, pretty synth-heavy sometimes to the point of overtaking guitars, though. Yes. Not always. It depends on, like, the song and the album. Yeah. Um, their earlier stuff, I think they... They weren't leaning so much on the, the synths as much as they do nowadays. Like, if you listen to Last Stand, it's just they're fucking bombarding you with, <laughs> with the synths. And it's like, please stop. I know you guys are creatively bankrupt and you got to stop doing this. Well, not, everything not quite is the same I mean, quite creatively bankrupt. tempo. Almost. Almost. <laughs> Almost. They're getting there. Almost. They're on, like, their last five They have, five like, bucks. about four tracks. They have about four tracks that they copy and paste from. Yeah, I mean, and um, all of their songs are like the same tempo. It's like ninety BPM. It's all the same. Well, I I, I want to say there's one song from them that I it's the first song I listened, and I always thought it was power metal. Uh, 
which is 40 to 1. Would you guys agree? Yeah. 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 40 to 1 is, it's it's one of the more like energetic ones. Um, let me, I'm trying to like play it in my head. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say resist, resistant bite too. Resistant bite is like really like guitar heavy. Like that's the first thing that struck me about it when they like released that song a few years ago. Just like, Oh my God, this is like, it's so nice of them to do this. Yeah, I think resistant bite <laughs> is my favorite Sabaton song that they've put out in their last two albums. Would you guys say Sabaton is power metal or what would you call them? If not, I think there's two eras of Sabaton. Okay. There's there's post and pre heroes. Heroes is when they kind of took a left turn into whatever they are now. <laughs> Wherever <laughs> like they are now. Arena power metal. I don't know. Arena metal. Okay. I want to go to that. I, I don't know. I don't get behind that arena thing. I for like, sure like the know. arena I don't thing get it. because their their stuff it. is made for live shows. Okay, that's that, that, their, their that's whole true. thing that's is true. made to be mm-hmm. to be live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess maybe arena rock would be like a ter- it's kind of it's kind of a misnomer. I think I was just thinking about exactly like they were made for yeah. live shows. That's, that's what I think mm-hmm. when I hear arena rock. I don't know if yeah. that's accurate or not. It's probably but. not like um I guess other other bands associated with arena rock might be I don't know. Queen. Queen. <laughs> Although I'd want to yeah. you think I think a band I'd like to lump in with Sabaton just like stylistically would be uh, Powerwolf. Yeah. For sure. Cuz they're they're a similar sort of like one trick pony where they have like that <laughs> different vocal style. That's what and you then they the they, they like, well it works. <laughs> And they do one thing correctly, and people love it. They hit you with like those really like overdone synths, except in their case, it's like like church choir, organ, whatever things. Here's a here's the Wikipedia definition of arena rock that I'm going to clip down a bit. Um, okay. It's comparing it to hard rock as as hard rock started to get harder than you know like OG rock or whatever. Groups creating material inherently designed for large audiences. Arena Rock developed from their use of more commercially oriented and radio-friendly sounds. Oh, that's Sabaton. This does sound like that's, Sabaton. I think that is the, the money okay. part, commercially oriented and radio-friendly. I, I concede with you. Darko yeah. gives up. So I'll, I'll yeah, go yeah. ahead and say Arena Metal. We're going to make that arena up right metal. now. Arena Metal. Okay, that's a good compromise. We have just coined a new subgenre. Yes, for the among day. our like five sub folk sub genres, we have made arena metal. Let's uh, let's create the subreddit right now and make it official. <laughs> and you can be moderating. And you know, I'll I post was the like whole scrolling down the uh, the Wikipedia page of heavy metal genres, and I think folk metal has like the most like subcategories of all of these. That makes sense. Oh. And that makes sense to me. Yeah, that's good. Also, doom metal has a lot on here for some reason. I have not explored doom metal in depth, but that's pretty cool. I, I think that there can be a a little of things we with Wikipedia articles about subgenres is that some subgenres are bound to have a lot of more detail than others because the people that like them are more prone to be online and actually go and oh, edit Wikipedia. True. The the nicher <laughs> yes. the subgenre. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe there aren't like twenty six subgenres of doom yeah. metal. Like once you get, <laughs> it's just all the doom metal fans are very dedicated. It was one really particular guy like went on there and did yeah. it, and like that's it. Shout outs to that guy. He's very dedicated to his favorite style of music. Uh, don't use Wikipedia though, guys. About it. Uh, use the metal archives. I think it's better. Metal no. archives doesn't have our like major partitioning of folk metal though. yet. 
yet. Go now and edit it, people. We'll see. Metal Archives is open source. I think you have to like get it approved. Okay. Oh, okay. They have mods, but it's okay. it's open source. I want to make a, a little point here. I want to say that in the Arena Rock article for Wikipedia, the first line is that rock redirects here. Dad rock. <laughs> dad rock. All right. Sevaton is dad, dad rock. <laughs> oh my god, dad metal. Uh, it will be like that, like in forty years. <laughs> my dad really liked the Bee Gees. <laughs> Who doesn't like, like the Bee Gees? Deep purple. Who doesn't like the purple? Maybe Bee Gees is dad rock. My 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 dad introduced me to Queen. Oh. I think my dad liked you two and the Clash. <laughs> oh, your dad sounds edgy. I don't like you two. Cool, man. Are... <laughs> you know what? You know what my dad likes? You get a lot of music through your parents, and that's you know what cool. my dad likes. <laughs> what does your dad like? Heavy metal. Your dad is cool. Like, oh, if I only once. we could all be so lucky. Yeah. 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 Like Iron Maiden. <laughs> my dad didn't go as far as Iron Maiden. Oh. I once showed my dad one of the acoustic songs by Blind Guardian. Uh, not the Bart song, but another one. And he was like, um, okay, that's nice. Where, where is he from? And I say, oh, they're from Germany. Like, oh, yeah, they're European. You know, he sounds like he has this greed to his voice and everything. But he still sounds... Like he studied a uh, really classically trained and really European, so and this is real metal. And he oh. goes and pops in um, uh, Judas Priest, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's like, I thought we were listening to metal, <laughs> let's put this on. <laughs> no, that's a really that's a really interesting point, though. I think power metal vocalists tend to be the most like classically trained sounding, whether they're classically trained or not, not, not classically, but just trained. <laughs> Like, yeah, okay, trained. It's not like to say that more. There's this this preconception of heavy metal, like you're just a guy going there and rocking your ass off. You're just wailing yeah. and being aggressive. And in power metal, it's really important that you are in tune, you have good yeah. diction, you good protection. You're, you're, it's more refined, yeah. it's yeah. gentlemanly. It's polished. Mm -hmm. You have this polished high end and, and everything is shiny and golden and glorious. Polish is a good word for it, yeah. And then you also have Demon Bitch. Oh, should we all go in there? Which brings us to into our, our <laughs> next topic. Uh, heavy metal or power metal? Demon Bitch. Let's start with that, even though it's not our, it's not our list. Uh, is Demon Bitch power metal? Uh, I that's a no. can of worms for our <laughs> for our is, group of people. Oh man, it will forever be oh, OT, but it's not power metal. It's it's album of the year for two years in a row. Oh my god, it's it's album. album of the year forever, but forever I can't say it's really power metal by any means. Power metal like wouldn't be recorded in a bathroom. First of all, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> like that's giving it like too much credit, calling it a bathroom, the bathroom okay, with the so, door open. And and this is this is nice because uh, so far we've talked about all the musical elements, like from the composition and arrangement that make power metal power metal. But in all genres of music, production is part of the definition as well. Power metal sounds polished, sounds like really nice and like a lot of work went into it. There's no there's no concept of rawness 
in power metal. Everything is cooked and really nicely presented in your plate. This sounds like you're describing the opposite of demon bitch. Yeah, <laughs> it's very much describing the opposite of demon bitch. <laughs> power metal is like is like French fine dining. Yeah. But demon bitch is like uh I will read to you like found. that diner. <laughs> it's like that USA diner down the road. Oh my god! Like you fucking love with like, it. It's but like a, with like a smash burger, just kind of messy. No, it's like it's, it's like a Waffle House. Fun. It's greasy. It's what demon it is. bitches Waffle it's greasy. House. Greasy. It's fried. It's delicious. It's amazing. Everything's covered in gravy. You need like five napkins. Everything's, Everything's covered, covered in gravy, and the utensils are greasy. But let's let's instead of making fun of demon bitches, uh, I'm not We're making, not fun, making of fun of it. I love Waffle House. I genuinely love or, uh, demon bitch. A better way. Let's and let's, waffles. Let's go to the next. Rather than well, let's here. let's let's or, say what demon bitch actually is because we never did. Yeah, well, because they have like heavy those metal. elements of metal. It's heavy metal. Yeah, it's basically just heavy metal. They don't have the like. It's heavy metal. Yeah. They don't have the same, like you said, the same polish, the same like melodic or like harmonized qualities that we've mentioned before. It's like. You listen to Demon Bitch, you want to hop on your motorcycle and grab your leather and, you know, go like... And like fucking eat waffles! <laughs> eat some waffles and <laughs> yeah. break some rules. Like, you're not you're not riding off to a, a, a war to for the glory. To slay no dragons? I just want some greasy-ass gravy-covered waffles. Now I want waffles. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so heavy metal or power metal. Uh, Satan's Hallow. Hey, I don't want to talk about these guys too much because we talked about them at length in the other episode. Yeah, for sure. Have yeah, we, we talk about just real quick. You can go and check. Half-sies. Go and check our previous episodes, and we talked about Which is really long. Hell. Yes. Right. There are a lot of these like new wave of traditional heavy metal type bands. Um, a lot of them from the United States, who are sort of like. Is it like USPM or is it just traditional metal? Because those are two very close yeah, they're, genres. They're like going back to the roots of USPM or something. Right. Yeah. But like, it, it just remember what we said earlier about like metal or like power metal versus other genres of metal. Even USPM, US power metal, even though it's riff driven, it still has powerful choruses. It still has harmonies. Right. And... Do you think bands like Eternal Champion, um, Eternal Champion, and Satan's Hollow, and even Ancient Empire fall into power metal, U.S. power metal? Right, and when we talk about Visigoth later, like they, I still feel like they fall into power metal with their with their choruses and uh, uh, like guitars. I think Visigoth is like is like uh, highly inspired by stuff like Riot and Omen, which well, is hold up I on think, that. Obviously, U.S. power metal. Visigoth Slater. Hold off on that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, My bad. Teasers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, a new wave of heavy metal. For sure. And that's along with other bands like White Wizard or Holy Grail. They could fall into those too. Dream Troll. Dream Troll. I, I, Dream Troll is another band that I, I don't understand why it was brought with power I don't metal. know if Dream Troll is... Because it's heavy metal, yeah. and sometimes they get mixed up with power metal. So it sounds like we're saying these aren't power metal, but they have some really close similarities. Like most other things we brought up today. It all came yeah. out of heavy metal. Yeah. Back yeah. in the day. Well, yeah, because this is, this, is this is the original thing. 
So, like, during that transition from, like, heavy metal into power metal, there's a lot of middling stuff kind of like this, too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean... It's not as distinct as something like black metal or, you know, yeah. it doesn't have a violin in it or something like that. Even if it did <laughs> have a violin in it. I mean, for, like, folk metal or something. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I was like, I wouldn't know what to classify that as. Here's 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 a better question in this vein, a better band in this vein. Um, Lunar Shadow. They're not power, they are not metal. power metal. No, no, in the in no. the heavy metal vein. Would we no. would we say they're heavy metal? No, I wouldn't. Lunar Shadow. Yeah. I think so. Are we talking the Lunar Shadow that you shared with me? Yeah, the, like yesterday. Yeah. I picked their like slow closing yeah. track because I don't know. I liked it, but <laughs> I listened to a, it. Might I, not I listened be everyone's to favorite. a couple of tracks just came through the album. Didn't have much time, and I don't know. It was like more ambiency stuff, slow paced. Uh, oh yeah, it was definitely very doom metal. Yeah. Had had doom metal qualities mm -hmm. to it. Yeah, but I feel like it's still like at the root heavy metal ish. All right. Maybe it's like it's like it's like heavy slash doom. I don't mm -hmm. know the genres. Okay. I haven't listened yeah. to Lunar Shadow enough to give them a uh, proper uh, classification, but they struck me as also falling in line with that sort of like more traditional metal because they've totally got the the traditional heavy metal vibe and sound. But like Darko said, they are very yeah meandering but they are they are slower they yeah. are slower paced they're very yeah. atmospheric even have harsh vocals mm -hmm. they, they get blast blast speedy sometimes but yeah i think i think we're all having trouble distinguishing between heavy metal and uh like u.s power metal yeah, yeah <laughs> they're very close they are very close they're very close yeah because the one thing that really pulls to me the one thing that really distinguished power metal out is like this. Let's bring full-on layered choruses and use the strings and the synths and the pads and all that butter to join everything else that USBM tries to use, like, really sparsely. Is USP... So, okay, is USPM, like, limited to that one time period in the 80s then? Like, did it die in 1988? That depends. All on metal it. died in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you forgot about the golden age, though, Zelda. Came back. The golden age of uh, new wave of heavy British We're metal, talking about or? US power metal, not like the golden age of the, the, the rise of um, Rhapsody and Stradivarius and their, like, thousands of clones case in point we don't know what we're talking about yeah yeah we have no idea what we're talking we about no um <laughs> uspm is an enigma and... uspm is an enigma to us all the definition of it is very um uh, very i guess not that clearly defined it, they have the descriptions of power metal that we all talked about, but I think the people who who love USPM just kind of know that this is this is power metal in its own right, even though it doesn't sound like Stradivarius. So it's a feeling in their heart. Yeah, exactly. It's a a lot of these... USPM is a feeling in their heart. <laughs> Find the USPM within. And there, there was this article that our that our buddy Don linked from Vice that was actually like very well written about USPM and this like new 
wave of traditional heavy metal and like it even gave some examples of um like up and coming i guess heavy metal slash uspm potential bands like eternal champion and visigoth so we'll put a link to that in the show notes like the author of that is obviously more like well-versed <laughs> with this than we are so read that article on in the article that you specifically say traditional metal but they also say american traditional metal which i think is a misnomer because there are a lot of bands not from america getting in on the getting in on who the are british yeah. yes but like the sound isn't really regional like camelot which we just plugged like to oblivion in the beginning are not european they're they're actually from florida which i never they don't really have believe. the usp of sound at all i, I honestly I started hearing the distinction between European and U.S. power metal when I get into this, into talking with you guys this past year. I always knew about power metal, and now I learned that that's European power metal and not U.S. And I don't think I recall any other genre besides uh, folk that is defined in terms of where it originated it's like a very special case i think just where those styles became more popular i think this is like this is like divergent evolution mm -hmm. to put it into a um biological term i think <laughs> I, I, like us versus can you put EU. that in pokemon terms i think us versus eu is a misnomer now but it wasn't you know 20 years ago when the terms were coined so in Pokemon terms, it's like Eevee Evolutions. <laughs> yeah, like Eevee Evolutions. Like like Flareon versus the fucking Lightning. <laughs> Jolteon. Jolteon. <laughs> Come on, four. Whatever. Come on, four. Oh my god, I'm the worst. You're a bad millennial. <laughs> I'm the worst millennial. Yeah, so speaking of millennials, uh, one other thing we want to talk about is progressive metal. Oh, this is our <laughs> last. This yeah. is going to be our last uh, maybe power metal subgenre progressive metal and we we talked about what even is prog um in the past and uh we don't really know either <laughs> well, yeah well go back to the first episode maybe that's what prog is no one knows what yeah, it is it's it's anything that's not otherwise classified unconventional song structures syncopated beats weird shit uh, composed by weird Arjun shit. Lucasen weird anything composed by Arjun Lucasen yeah. Yeah, I like so Arion. 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 are yes. they power metal Arion to me in like uh, as a whole calling it power metal is not really I don't know I don't think it really represents them right as a whole Arion doesn't really have like you know that energy to it they have too much meandering weirdness. Oh I my guess. gosh! I it's, think you're missing stuff. It's so meandering. If you call it power metal, you are missing on stuff that they have. Right. I think people only call Aryan power metal because it has power metal vocals. Yeah, that's it's like for twenty. Sure. Power and then they vocalists. ignore every other song, which is like seventy percent of the album that doesn't have the power metal vocalists. You know, I think uh, I think Arjun hired the power metal vocalist because they are the best like yeah, for sure. vocalists for his bombastic space operas. Yeah, they, they're very they're they're extremely talented. They fit. They they deliver. Yes, they're 
powerful. They're technical. They're, they're clean. I think technical is a big part of Prague. Oh, yes. Being you know, very technically clean and everything's there to the point. Like all, all the musicians and the vocalists are, are, are virtuosos. To say like the nothing's least. there. Nothing's there that isn't meant to be there. Like this is like a total contrast from what we we're just looking at before, with like that traditional metal, like the rough yeah. and tumble USPM style. Whereas this is like that super refined, snobbish metal. Yeah. <laughs> like so, we had the cassettes in one side and the DVDs on the other side. The blue, the Blu-ray, Blu-ray. Sorry, yeah, yes. right. These are Blu-ray level. Whereas these uh, these prog bands like uh, like Arion and like uh, Seventh Wonder, yeah. How about Seventh Wonder? Like I, when I first heard of them, I never really thought of them as power metal either, because mainly because their song structure is not very. It's not power metal. I think they fall into that line of melodic metal. They'll have like you know they have the high pitched vocals with with our boy Tommy, and. Sometimes the choruses can be, you know, more energetic and more powerful, obviously. But for the most part, they do have like those slower, mid-tempo sort of. Uh, I think we use we use the word meandering before, and I think that's a really good fit for these prog bands because they're, you know, they're being progressive. They're trying different yeah, things. Yeah, I, I guess the unconventional song structures, and I guess they have long instrumental passages as well. Mm-hmm. That aren't just like guitar solos. It's not just like, oh, here's a bunch of crazy keyboard melodies to go doo doo yay, it's fun. It's like uh it's like um verses, then play some guitar chords while the vocalist goes at it with the chorus, and then like uh thirty-six second guitar solo, riddly diddly <laughs> <laughs> close out with another few iterations of the chorus. Bam, power metal song. It's like these bands it's like they're not they might not be going for that that same energy. It's almost like they're going for a vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they're just they're they're going along with it. They're along for the ride whereas they're not they're not trying to spur you into battle. Talking about the progressive metal bands? Yes. Another good way to think of it is you know prog prog albums, you know, always are very concept heavy. Right. I think a good way to think about it is, you know, like a straight up like Bard, you know, going around telling stories. He, he's he's worked on it. He's honed it. He's got it down to a science. That sort of thing. That sounds like a very power metal concept, though. Well, that's just that's just because you know medieval times are associated. With yeah, power metal. <laughs> yeah, and Dungeons and Dragons. But just you know, like a wandering storyteller. Yeah. would be prog yeah. prog metal let's, mm. let's let's but i don't know I, I, in the case of arian for example and since you talked about concept heavy like i understand i, I only listen to the source but all of arian's al- albums are like con- full concept albums right yeah right yes and that's the whole objective and they when they put the show live it's like the whole uh, would you like would you think it it would be appropriate to call it like a, a metal opera like making a parallel with rock operas yeah i wanted to yeah. uh, tie this into avantasia i wanted to yeah. see what you guys thought exactly. about that as well exactly 
Avantasia will go with Arian, although Avantasia is more power metal. Definitely. It has the slash. But they have other like elements yeah. of non-power metal also. Yeah, but the difference is in the blend, like the proportions. Like, yes. Yeah. Avantasia has uh, mostly uh, power metal sound. They don't go for like the weird, like uh, the weirdness and like the interlude things that your normal progressive band will do. Yeah, Arian is like composed... Uh, at least the source in more like a musical than any other type of music. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's mm. not just like a musical album. It's like a whole experience mm-hmm. in a way. It's a it's a it's a rock opera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Uh, um, so progressive metal, I think, is not only consisting of rock operas. It just happens to be yeah. that the two examples that are here, Arian and Seventh Wonder are a type of rock opera yeah, like yeah welcome to mercy falls is a concept album it tells a story and i think i think uh albums like sabotage's streets would classify under progressive metal slash rock opera as well but there's um like i guess again these have power metal like they have power metal like characteristics mm-hmm. uh musically and chorally but not on a song per song basis. Right. And like, I'll hear things called progressive power metal, you know, decently often because there is that bit of overlap. Usually you could slap yeah. progressive until anything. True. True. Because <laughs> it's like a modifier, but it has to mean something, not just throw it there because it just has one, five, four bars. It's like, oh, it's a buzzword. Like, it can yeah. be like that too. Yeah. It's like, you wouldn't call Metallica a progressive metal band, right? Not really. Are you? Because, but not. if you listen to Master of Puppets and Battery, they have odd sign signatures that change from bar to bar and tempo changes and key changes and all the fancy stuff. I guess you just gotta, you know, it's like USPM, you know, you gotta feel it in your heart. Mm-hmm. You wanna see what's the objective, what's the, the predominating response that it brings in you. Yeah, so I guess in conclusion, we went through a lot of bands that people would say are power metal, and while we say it has some power metal elements, should probably not be classified under power metal. And like, they might have some songs that are more power metal, or some albums, and like they'll have those elements, and so there's like a gray area of, of whether or not they belong. But in a general sense... Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this uh, pretty detailed walkthrough of all the different styles of being close to power metal, but not quite. But not <laughs> quite. And if you think you know more, if you think you know more about it than we do, uh, yell at us. Yes, tell us in the comments. Tell us how horribly wrong we are. Uh, we made this whole episode to spark the greatest genre war of all time. Genre so let's wars. just get that going. Yeah, and. Uh... And to partition folk metal into like a million different categories. Yeah. And please. It's totally our purpose. Make sure that you send this podcast to everyone else to let them know how bad we are about this, how wrong we are. <laughs> send it. Share. Or you can be really polite because we also love positive feedback because, like you all, we are humans with feelings. So if you have any musical suggestions or some positive feedback we'd also love to hear that too yeah for sure right 
We have feelings. We are nice people too, just like we are all lovely like people. Delane. We are we are lovely people like Delane. Just like <laughs> an Elven King. An Elven King. They're great people. Great. So to wrap up this episode and um, not to belabor this, we would just like to quickly review two albums. Well, one full length and one EP. The first is Visigoth Conqueror's Oath. So Visigoth is a band from Utah, United States of America, and they are they they had their debut album, which was called The Revenant King in. 2016 2015 jk and i think they are solidly classified as heavy metal and um what did you all think about the conquerors oh i thought it was boring you thought it was boring what it was boring are you for real 100 i thought it was pretty good i i liked their other album better i liked it yep really i thought the revenant king was kind of boring i really liked the revenant king but conquerors was boring it was too slow you are interesting. You, Too slow. Revenant huh? King is way slower. Yeah, Revenant, Revenant King, King had a lot of like, yeah, no, all of the songs there were like six to eight minutes long, with the exception of Necropolis, which is a Manila Road cover, which I thought was a really good cover because I don't know the Manila Road vocals sounds kind of weird to me. <laughs> or maybe I listened to Visigoth on Friday when I was sick. That could be oh, it. Gosh, everything just sounds unpleasant to you when you are sick. Sick Biscuit is just a, a bad mood, it sounds like. Sick Biscuit just does not like anything. Like, if I want to jump into this album a bit more, uh, they released uh, three singles, uh, which are all the first three songs in the album here. And I think those are probably the songs I like the best. Those are Steel and Silver, Warrior Queen, and Outlive Them All. Uh, Steel and Silver opens the album... Uh, it's sort of a mid-ish paced one uh, about The Witcher, which obviously makes me think it's amazing. Uh, that's a really cool song. Uh, Warrior Queen was one they uh, put out the music video for. I think that's just like an overall like a really solid track to get into. Uh, my favorite one on the album was Outlive Them All, which was one of the singles they put out. And that is my up. favorite too. Hey. Yay. Hey. Yeah, no, this is this is this is a real. This is a real nice track. It gave me really riot-y vibes. Yeah, this is probably one, it's one of the faster, more energetic tracks. Uh, I really liked Outlive Them All. I think it's a, a Highlander song. So ain't that neat. I have no idea about any of the lyrical themes because I'm the worst. But I also liked Traitor's Gate. Yeah, I thought Traitor's so Gate this was one cool. Start, yeah, this one started off with the vocalist like doing a, a softer, like ballad-ish intro section, and this really showcases like his his uh, his talent, his versatility. Mm-hmm. But the song gets like real, like real powerful, real fast. Yeah, it, it gets it. That one gets going. I like Traitor's Gate. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So listen to this album, Visigoth. Conqueror's Oath. If you like, I'll listen to it again. I thought, uh, I thought yes, Salt City was a very strange song. Oh, that was yeah, that was an odd. One. I didn't know what to think of well, that. They live one. in Salt City. It, it it just it just went yeah. They they live in maybe it's a shout out to their to their hometown. That's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, but it it just went full like rock and roll there. Yeah, it was more was like fun. funky or whatever. I'm not sure how to describe it. I don't know. Maybe rock and roll is like not the proper thing, but it just it just kind of made me like do a little 
bad dance. Yeah, it, it's more. It gets you jumping a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I thought Blades in the Night. Uh, that one didn't really do it for me, and neither did the final track of Conqueror's Oath. I think the album does sort of fall off a bit towards the end there, unfortunately. It still has like quite a like a epic vibe, I guess. Yeah, it, it, it does. And I know that's not that. a good description, but yeah. And I would say this is one of those that is like bordering power metal, also, but just obviously heavy metal. Because right, I think they like layer their choruses more and have like that more epic style. Yeah, and their vocalist is like is. Is very, I guess, te- technically proficient. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a cleaner vocalist. So that's our review of Visigoth: The Conqueror's Oath. Uh, find it on overall, pretty darn yep. good. Check it find out. Find it on Bandcamp. Buy their album. And our next review is Dream Trolls EP: The Witch's oh. Curse. I loved it. I loved it. What does that it. mean? <laughs> I have some comments on this. Do you want to go first? Yes. No, just go have fun first. Okay. <laughs> have fun, kids. Whoa, whoa. So my biggest gripe with Dream Troll's debut, which I also loved, was their vocalist uh, was boring. So boring, in fact, that they hit him and you could barely hear him. So then they get a new vocalist, which is great. New vocalist sounds awesome. They put out a single. They put out Anki's Tower as the single. And you couldn't hear the vocalist. And then a bunch of people complained, and they changed the, the song by the time it came out. So that's cool. They, they listened to feedback, which I absolutely loved. Do you think they really did that because people gave feedback? 100%. 100%. Why else that's would they really change it? Some feedback. Cool of them, I guess. There was, uh, I, did, I, I told them <laughs> for a while. Like they had no reason to go back and change it and, without yeah. people complaining. Yeah. And because it was clearly a stylistic choice, because they are really doing the uh, traditional heavy metal, like this is the alternate timeline where the 80s never went away. Oh, totally. <laughs> which I think, I think it's great. And the videos, they nailed the videos for sure. Uh, but, uh, the, but the vocals were a bit too, too, how do you say this in English? They were hidden. The, yeah, the, the, the vocals were... I don't know where they were. Just say it in Spanish and we'll put it in Google Translate. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stop. Yeah, don't worry. No, no, let's forget about this. They, they, they were like behind everything. They were, they were muddy. They stuff. were hidden. Ah, okay. Got Not it. Muddy, but I, I just, if I wanted to, I couldn't really make out what he was doing or saying. Everything, I, I mean, I get the aesthetic and it was really there, but it was the vocals were a bit too much in the back. And I'm not the only one that thought about it. Not Larry wasn't the only one. Um, yeah, and the aesthetic is totally 100% still there. Yeah. Now it's yeah. just better though, because I can actually sure. I can hear the twang on this new singer's mm-hmm. voice, and I think that twang is 100% the best part of this new vocalist. He gives it like this mm-hmm. this roughshod kind of you know American South kind of kind of feel. But they're from England, so that doesn't really work. But <laughs> it, it gives it this roughshod, like American South kind of feel to the vocalist. It's fantastic. Uh, best thing they could have done is getting this this new singer. But I, I absolutely loved this EP. I didn't plan on buying it, and then I did. Um, best song, hands down, in my opinion, is track three, Blood Moon. 
it's got this really fast, like a uh, spoken word bit that keeps coming up in the chorus. And I think it's absolutely amazing the way it works with, with everything. Yeah. I haven't listened to everything totally in depth for this EP. You sent me blood moon right before we started recording. Uh, I thought that was really awesome song. Uh, it took, I think it took a little bit to get going, but uh, when it got going, it definitely got going. Same with uh, battle Frankie's tower. Like I wasn't too fond of their debut last year, but uh, I definitely like the direction that they're going in with this EP. It's just some good, solid, you know, old school heavy metal without some of the shortcomings that might come along with that, like sounding like Demon Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but album of the year. Yeah, uh, no. Do you think it'll be album of the year this year too? No. Is, uh, you know, it, it's a toss up. <laughs> Three years in a row. To, yes. Oh, sorry. The Dark Horse candidate. I, I just thought I, I, I thought that you meant Dream Troll. Now Demon Beach is still album no, of the year. No, Demon Beach. <laughs> yeah, Demon Beach is still. Yeah. Right. Uh, Dream Troll, I think, is is going to be one of those big bands in in the in the genre as it further evolves. Uh, which which genre? The traditional heavy which metal. Genre? Exactly. Traditional a new metal. new wave That's of the, traditional heavy metal. New. These guys are going to be no, no one of watum. the big movers and shakers of the genre, I think. They've, they've got the chops. Along with Demon Bitch. It's right there at the, at the top of the wave of the 80s revival we've been having. Yes, in the late 20... These guys are the, uh, the, the new, wave of, new wave of British heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Straight up. All right. All right. Newest wave of British heavy metal. Uh, yeah, look for Dream Trolls EP on Bandcamp. It's called The Witch's Curse. So that is all of the content we have for you today. Uh, we hope you enjoy listening to us talk about these various not power metal bands and categories. Um, if you liked what you heard, give us a Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, find us on Facebook at Powerful Podcast. Find us on Instagram at Powerful Podcast and give us a like there. And we would love to hear from you, uh, whether you agree or disagree with us. And be nice, because we have feelings. Or done. We don't. All right. That, that's cool, too. Yeah, if you don't want to be nice, <laughs> I, I can fight you. Bring it. As long as you come in something. Yeah, if you're not nice, the biscuit Bring it, will bitch. take you down. And, and, okay. and he'll, he'll be sick too, so you know he won't like you. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he'll be very. I'll make sure to get sick first. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. He'll be so he, pessimistic. He can, he can spread viruses to you, and it will be kind of gross. So, thanks for listening. Stay powerful. Mm.